Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening and welcome to After Fact here on Clemars Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host, and thank you for joining me this evening for another quiz in this, the sixth series of our show. Tonight, all the questions are loosely to do with the letter F, because we've reached the sixth letter of the alphabet, the sixth show of the series. Now, let's go and meet the teams. And we've got a bit of an unusual situation going on here this evening, but uh, let's go and meet them anyway and we'll see how the quiz progresses. So what we have is, as things stand, a two-person blue team are going to take on a three-person red team. So on the blue team tonight, returning for his second appearance of the series, he's the first repeat performer of the series, is the man with the most caps of anyone in After Fact, Mr. Andrew Newman. Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing? You well. <laughs> How are you, Andrew? I mean, you, you answered okay. the call at very short notice. I did. I did. Um, yeah, so I'm here now. And uh, what letter are we on anyway? <laughs> e, isn't it? F. E, F. Oh, right. That's the kind of attention to these things. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, sure. Well, you'd enjoy it. I always wish you the best of luck, Andrew. Uh, and you never need it for some reason. So let's go and meet your teammate and your singular teammate right now. Is coming to us from Drogheda in County of Laos is Mr. James Conroy. Good evening, James. Yeah, good evening, John. How are you? Good, thank you, James. Thank you for joining me this evening. Yeah, sorry I couldn't get my dad in as a last minute replacement for the Nickany, but sure, we might make history after the fact sometime and have father. Yeah, we were possibly going to inveigle James's dad to become the third member of the blue team, but uh, think of it, guys. Imagine if you win tonight, guys. Imagine it if the two of you beat the other three. I mean. It'll be the greatest ever victory in the history mm-hmm. of the series. So, mm-hmm. whichever victory might I ask you to say again, John? Uh, not that I'm just saying. Imagine if you win, James, with the two of you, it'd be mm. even more epic than a normal win. Let's go across and meet the three-player red team. They are in. Uh, we're doing, of course, alphabetical first names, and it is one debutante here. I should have said James is a debutante as well, by the way. But our debutante here is Mr. Ed Coulson. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, John. Hello, everybody. Thanks Ed, for having me on. You're welcome, Ed. Ed, of course, the voice listeners of Clamars Community Radio will know well. They know your dulcet Well, tones. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. On, I'm not on air so much anymore. I'm more behind the scenes, making the thing fall apart single-handedly. <laughs> well, no, that's unfair, really. That is, yeah, it's very is, modest it is unfair of myself. Very modest stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, best of luck tonight, Ed. How's your quiz knowledge? Yeah, I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> All right. Now, your teammate is not a debutante. She is a returning player. But the gap that she is closing by coming back with us this evening is the not small amount of eight years. I looked it up today since Elaine Dobbin was last on After the Fact. Way back in Series 2, Elaine, you are with us. Welcome back. Wow, it's great to be back, John. Hi, folks. I mean, has anything changed in your life in those eight years, Elaine? Uh, Quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah, two small children (laughs) running around here now, so... (laughs) Married, two children, life has changed a lot. I'm living in a sea of nappies here. (laughs) 
Well, you're welcome, Elaine. And um, let's see if you can, uh, I think I think you had a win that night you were on before. So let's see if you can uh, repeat that. And the final player to meet tonight is returning from a couple of appearances last year is Mr. Mark Lynch. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Hopefully this year, I'm ready this year. Hopefully the red team didn't win last year, but this year... Hopefully we're going to get the job done. Okay, well, you have a good chance tonight, Mark. You are the second player this year who's had a, no camera, so you're just a disembodied black square with your name I on it. I think you know that you're there. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, the remark? The, Sorry. The, the previous player with that was Mr. David Finn, and he won that night, so oh, hopefully that, it that might be a good omen there for the Reds. Okay, let's go and meet the final uh, member of the team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good day, everyone. For F's sake, I hope this is a good quiz. <laughs> ah, good man, Clancy. Puts his cards on the table there. Now, let's get on with the show. <laughs> round one is our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will get asked a question. They can answer it on their own. If they get it right, they get two points for their side. If they have to confer with the teammate, that's fine, but they will only get one point for right answer in that case. If they give me a wrong answer at any point, it will go across to the side who can confer and potentially win a one-point bonus. It's the sixth show of the series. Reds won the toss, so we're going Blues are in first. And Blues, because there are two of you, I'm going to make an executive order that when we come to the third question, you can answer together and still get two points. So we'll deal with that when we get there, though. So we're going first to Andrew Newman. Andrew, uh-huh. launched under its current name in February 2004 and still very much with us today, the Firefox web browser is developed by which corporation headquartered in Mountain View, California? Your options are A, the Panda Corporation, B, the Mozilla Corporation, or C, the Raccoon Corporation? It would be Mozilla. B. It would be Mozilla. That's correct. Yeah. So that's two points for the Blues. And a bit of a brain freeze there. I, mean, I couldn't think. <laughs> okay, across we go. First player on the red team is going to be Mr. Ed Coulson. To date, how many movies have been released in the main saga, main saga, of the Fast and Furious film franchise? So your options are A, 8, B, 10, or C, 12. Oh, that's... Uh... That's tough. I wouldn't say it's my most fa- favourite uh, film saga. I think I'm going to have to confer on that one. That's okay. You're totally entitled yeah. to do that. I don't want to risk it. No problem. All right. So come on. Help me out, guys. It's eight in the main saga. There's a, a ninth one that was supposed to be out this year, which saw John Cena doing some sort of a car on a rope bridge. Looks pretty amazing, but unfortunately it didn't come out. Due to COVID-19, but it's eight definitely so far that have been released. Okay. Okay, well, it sounds like that uh, Mark knows his stuff. Yeah. And it is because he does. That's correct. Yeah, there have been eight. The most recent uh, in the main saga was The Fate of the Furious, which was released in 2017. Okay, well done. You got a point there. Red team. Now across we go, Blues. And James, this is going to be your question, okay? The city of Frankfurt. Spelled F-R-A-N-K-F-O-R-T, is the capital city of which U.S. state? Options available are A. Florida, B. Kentucky, or C. South Dakota. Kentucky. Kentucky is correct for two points. Hmm. Well done. Well done, Jim. The German won back in July, so I want to sort of have a hand on <laughs> So yeah, the other options there, which we didn't need. Well, the capital of Florida is Tallahassee, and the capital of South Dakota is Pierre. 
Back over we go. Elaine, your question. Okay. Usually beginning in late May each year, but not this year. The French Open Tennis Tournament, one of the sport's Grand Slams, takes place in the Stade Roland Garros. Who was Roland Garros, the person after whom the facility is named? Options are A, the first winner of the men's singles at the French Open. B, a former Prime Minister of France. Or C, a World War I fighter pilot. I do not know. They all sound plausible. So I'm going to confer and see just in case someone actually does know. Okay. Edmark, Ed Blue. Right, Edmark, you're in. Who was Roland Garros, the man after whom the stadium in which the French Open tennis takes place is named? I don't know. Mark, do you know? Not, no, not, not, not. I'd kind of be tempted to say because of the fact that, you know, like you see in kind of in the US Open, like there's the Arthur Ashe court. They seem to Rod Laver Arena in Australia. So they generally tend to in tennis go with with kind of former great players kind of for arenas and things like that. So I'd be half tempted to say A, but at the same time, the fighter pilot at the end. It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the French. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to ask you guys uh, to plump for an answer, please. We'll, we'll go for A, will we? It's probably the most likely. So you're going for A? Yeah, that it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm afraid it's not right. So across Blues have got two remaining options left. Is it a former Prime Minister of France or a World War One fighter pilot? Well, in my brain, I disregarded the Prime Minister of France, but now it's looking way more likely. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I've heard of them, you know. Mm. A World War One fighter pilot or a prime minister? Now, why would a World War One? Oh, but he stuck it in there, though. Oh, I can't let you have too much time. To do that. It's only a bonus now, so I can't let you have too much time. Please. Yeah, I, I, I would be inclined to go with the prime minister, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. Well, we're both thinking that, and if we're wrong. It's only a bonus point, and it's all okay. I'm okay with that. You okay with that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So you're saying the former prime minister of France? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Roland Garros they won the more famous World War One fighter aces right okay and yeah. uh, he was pivotal in the invention of the machine gun that could fire through the propeller without it actually sawing the propeller in half wow. so there you go there's a cool fact for you now alright we're back to the blues where you're going to do this one in conjunction and you get two points if you get it right because I'm generous which word originating in Swedish Describes a large open space of water between groups of islands in an archipelago. Options are A. Fjord, B. Fjord, or C. Fetch. Thoughts? Well, the fjord is the is like the the cliff thing. Mm. As John would uh, agree, I am completely rubbish at geology and geography. So. Are we allowed to get the other options again, John? They are. Is it A. A fjord? B, a fjord, or C, a fetch? The fjord is like something to do with the cliffs, and it's really, really well known, and it's something to do with mm. geography in general. So I, I might say that, you know, but, but I really wouldn't be sure, you know? Yeah, I don't want to disagree with you either, because like... Uh... Okay, can I get you maybe to pick an answer? Fjord is like a notable thing in geography. It's something to do with the, the cliffs or whatever. Yeah, it's to do with the islands. It's kind of to do with the edge of the thing. 
Mm. I, I kind of just jump on it. I don't know what the other two are. Oh, at all. sure. Look at all right. Say so, it in a way. what are you saying? Fjord. Fjord. Okay. <laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, mm. Right across we go. Uh, Reds can get a bonus here. Uh, options remaining are B. Fjord or C. Fetch. Anyone know for sure? No. I'm tempted to say that's so fetch, but <laughs> fetch is calling to me. I don't know if I've ever heard it before, but it sounds right because I know I, I knew not Fjord anyway. Yeah. And Fjord just sounds like John was messing with us. So. <laughs> okay. Well. You, you can... Yeah, I would say I, I think that's a good, good logic there. All right. So you're saying fetch. All right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no. <laughs> yeah, that is indeed a fjord. Oh, great. <laughs> Which is spelled just like fjord, except with an A instead of an O. No, I think no. All right. Final question around for Mark Lidge. Mark, Pastafarianism is a social movement that promotes a lighthearted view of religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in schools. Pastafarians claim to believe in which supreme being and creator? Your options are A, the flying spaghetti monster. B, the Fusilli of Destiny. Or C, Bob Farfalle. So, who did the Pastafarians supposedly worship? I'm tempted because we're a little bit behind to go for it myself. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm going to take a guess and say B. B, the Fusilli of Destiny. Yes. Okay. Listen to the question. I'm afraid that's not right. Listen to the question. Say it again, John. uh, Okay. Pastafarians mm-hmm. claim to believe in which supreme being and creator. Remaining uh-huh. options for the blue team to consider are A, yeah. the flying spaghetti monster, spaghetti or pasta, C, yeah. Bob Farfalle. Uh-huh. Also a type of spaghetti. As also was the Fusilli of, of Destiny was a type of pasta, Andrew, as well. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's only one type of pasta in I the forgot, world? I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. <laughs> over that. Yes, yeah. James and Andrew. Yeah. Flying Spaghetti Monster. What was your own? Bob Farfalle. Right. Well, I know John years ago tweeted a picture of, um, not tweeted, it was on your Facebook or something, <laughs> of a big, the Spaghetti Monster being God in, in Michelangelo's um, uh, okay. Sistine Chapel thing, Jake. So I'm going that. Go for that. Throw that out there if you, if you, want, if you want that to be the answer. So you're saying the Flying Spaghetti Monster based on something yes, I put on I, Facebook um, several years ago? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. I can't knock your memory. I can't, I can't, I mean, I'd forgotten I did that even, so that's amazing. Okay, well done. Okay. Uh, right. Well, that was an entertaining round one, I have to tell you. <laughs> so let's go and see how the score stand after the end of the round. Blue team, five points. Red team, one point. So the team of two are well ahead of the team of three at the moment. No oh. pressure. No pressure, team of three. Let's see how you get on in round two. This is our connections round. In this round, the team that is in will be given two pieces of information. If they can tell us what links them to tonight's team, they get three points. They can ask for a third and a fourth piece of info if they wish, but they will only be playing for two points and one point, respectively, in each case. Wrong answer, no matter when. We'll see all four pieces of info given across to the other side, who can then give me the right answer for one bonus point. We go with the team that's trailing. That's the Reds. So, Ed, Elaine, and Mark, for you, I give you Ben Stein and Alan Rook. So the letter F. Yes. Hmm. Oh, 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 oh. I think I have this. Wow, this would be a real early 
It's be good for the comeback now if you were in here. That would help, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Ben Stein and Alan Rook. Who are they? And what are they? Is, maybe, maybe I'm wrong now. And this is this is kind of a, a shot in the dark. Well, not a shot in the dark. But Alan Rook, I'm pretty sure, is an actor who was in with Michael J. Fox, uh, Spin City, the TV show. But before that, he also was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So the names rang a bell, but Ferris I couldn't pin it down. So you're going on that. Shot in the dark. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes? Yeah. Yep. That was pretty impressive. Indeed, Ranny is exactly right in Alan Rook, yes. He played Cameron in Ferris Peter's Day Off, and he was later on in Spin City. Uh, the clues you didn't need, Jennifer Grey was going to be the third clue, who played Ferris's sister, and Matthew Broderick himself was going to be clue number four. Ben Stein is the teacher who says, anyone. Bueller, anyone, anyone. anyone. <laughs> Voodoo economics. I remember, and the Leffler curve has come up in quizzes, and I only know it from first Peter's death. Okay, well done, <laughs> red team and Mark in particular. I must say, three points for you. All right, cross we go. James and Andrew, this one is for you. First two pieces of info are the Saab nine hundred CD and an annual international figure skating competition that has been held since nineteen ninety five. Saab. The Saab 900 CD and an annual international figure skating competition. And the letter F is the thing. Well, I got nothing in my brain yet. Of course I don't. James, what's going on in there? I don't think. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a newcomer to this, so this is like... Oh. I'm fighting on this one. The All right. figure skating competition in 1995. Annually in 1995. What, what could that be? And the Saab 900 CD. Could it be a city in Sweden? Right, hold on. Uh, let's just see. That had the Winter Olympics. There's nowhere of any notable size that I can think of that begins with F in Sweden. I can't get anywhere with, mm. with an F in Sweden at all. Mm. Would you, could I interest you gentlemen in a third piece yeah, of information? Go for another one, John. Yeah, John, John, well, John. yeah I, I, I wouldn't know this. I just wanted the three points, you know. <laughs> All right, the Saab 900 CD, the annual international figure skating event. And now, number three, a vodka launched in 1970. And still on oh. sale today. Oh, figure skating contest that's launched in 1995. We have a, a vodka launched mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. And we've bought the Saab 900 CD. Yeah. Oh, flip. There you go, yeah, we're in trouble, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, there is one clue remaining. All right. If you're interested. The one. Yeah, here we go. I'm, going, yeah. I'm not going to pull an angle. All right. Sorry. Here we go. Sorry. Don't yeah. give up. The, the Saab Don't 900 CD, the annual international figure skating competition, the vodka, uh-huh. and finally, Jean Sibelius. Oh, okay. so, oh yeah, I have it. Finland? Yeah, it's Finland, yeah. Well, it's, it's a specific See, term. You, I'm looking for a bit more than Finland. Oh, Finlandia. Finlandia. That's okay. okay fair enough. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I did write that in 1896. Yeah. Figure skating competition in '95. Am I allowed to ask what that is, John? The Finlandia Cup, James. It's called the Finlandia Cup. And oh, okay. No, I never. Oh no, I, n- I never. Well, would I, w- I would have been shocked if anyone had. Uh, the vodka is Finlandia vodka. 
Uh, and the Saab 900 CD is also known as the Saab Finlandia. So they're all Finlandia. Oh, no, no, no. I, I never would have figured it from that at all. Did anybody oh. else in the red uh, crowd know the vodka? Finlandia. I did, yeah. Oh, of course yeah. I did. Oh. Good vodka values there, eh? <laughs> I know the questions that aren't. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was very. A team over there. Yeah. Okay, all right. So we go back over to the red team. All right. And your first piece of information for this question are Dino, D-I-N-O, and Cavallino Rampante. The Flintstones. Dino's in Flintstones. Well, the, the other term is Cavallino Rampante. That might have been one of the voices or the writer or director or something. I was thinking the owner of the quarry. I can't remember what the name of the owner of the quarry was. It could have been maybe something like Cavalino, but maybe we'll try to get the next one just to be sure, just I suppose. Okay. And we don't think it has anything to do with like Dean Martin. He was Dino as well. Maybe it's not Dino as in Dino. Maybe it's Dino as in Dean Dino. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Just in case it jogs anything i don't know he was known as dino wasn't he and i suppose the other thing as well is dino there's dinos after footballers so and the cavallino that could be an italian something to do with italy as well so it could be are there any italian teams that begin with f florin is there a florin i think it's two florentina and Faggia, but again i suppose we need more information before we can kind of yeah okay here's a third clue for you dino Cavallino Rampante and Le Mans 66. Le Mans. Oh. You know what Le Mans is. Yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. That's just what I was thinking. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Did, yeah. How okay. do Dino and the other thing fit in with Ferrari? Mm. Well, could. I nearly said it out words out loud there. <laughs> Andrew, you need to think internally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. Um... Could Cav- Cavallino Rampanti be somewhere where they make the Ferraris? Sounds like it could be a name of a place. I'm willing to take a punt on Ferrari if you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're giving me Ferrari at this point, are you? Yeah. With, well, with the Italian sounding first clues and Le Mans 66. Okay. We hope it's not Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is indeed Ferrari for or, two points. Or Fiat. Or Fiat. It could have been Fiat. You think of that too late. <laughs> they were not at Le Mans. <laughs> they were not at Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what we got? Dino was a sub-brand of Ferrari in the 1960s, named after Enzo Ferrari's son, Dino Ferrari. Cavallino Rampante is Prancing Horse, to translate it to the Italian ah. for Prancing Horse, which is, of course, their logo. Uh, Le Mans 66, a film that was out recently enough, but is, is called Ford versus Ferrari in America. That's the actual title of it. And uh, the final clue you never got to was Mr. Michael Schumacher, who, of course, was a famous driver for Ferrari. Back at the turn of the century. Anyway, you get two points there. Well done. Final question of the round goes back to the blue pair. And it is for you guys. Alan Cubitt. That's C-U-B-I-T-T. And P-S-N-I. 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 Right, so P-S-N-I is like the Northern Irish Police Force, Andrew. That's mm-hmm. what P-S-N-I is, yeah. And Andrew. Alan, Alan, Alan Cubitt. Right, let's see. That name does not feature my brain at all. So, okay. Darn it. Yeah, it does ring about with me, but I'm not going to remember who he is. It does ring mm. about. Mm. I could just be thinking about the Pac-Man character. Oh, that's the only thing. 
And the yeah. letter remember is F. So Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Hold on. I'm just trying to think like Northern Irish things, like P S and I. Yeah, that's that's an outside chance, but I wouldn't know it on that though. You know? <laughs> if it turns out to be for Mana, we'll get the three points. <laughs> what, what would your logic be, Andrew? What would your logic be for those two oh, clues leading you to for Mana? Well, PS9, that, oh, for Mana. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Like, it could, it, that's a, it's a plausible answer, but I'd be inclined to look for another clue, Andrew. What do, what do you okay, say? Okay, so, okay, so. <laughs> All right, we got I'm missing uh, a point of Alan Cubitt. PSNI yes. and yes. Jamie Dornan. Pramana. They're all from Pramana. We haven't compared now. He's just jumping out of the Don't worry, I'm not taking that as an answer, James. Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's from Belfast. Andrew. Fair enough. Jamie Dornan. Okay. Yeah, Jamie Dornan. Okay. Uh, he, I'm from Belfast, you know. Uh-huh. Now, unless he has a connection with Pramana, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I'll say. I tell you, if it turns out to be for a minute, I will. I, yeah. will. So I know for a fact, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. almost, I'm, I'm almost nailed on in this. Right. That his international will be database profiles has Belfast. Okay. Unless he's grown up in Fermanagh or... That's fair. very impressive knowledge there, James. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to know. Look, at it. I hate doing this, but we're going to take one question. You're taking the, the, one, the final final clue. Oh, hold on. Do you, want, do you want to do that or do you want to go for Fermanagh? I don't mind. I, I would be inclined to go for the one more clue. Because so would I. Andrew has no intention to go for Fermanagh. Don't worry about that. No, I don't. <laughs> do you want to go for one more clue, Andrew? Yes. Okay. Right, here we go. We'll go for- Alan Cubitt, PSNI, mm-hmm. Jamie Dornan, and Gillian Anderson. She's a one out of X5, is she? The Fall. The Fall. The Fall. Is that your answer? Yes. It's correct. That came to uh, like a, I could see the penny dropping on my screen. That was very impressive. Oh. Yes, they're all to do with the fall no, TV I series that was aired between 2013 and 2016. Mm. Joint production with BBC and RT. I uh, heard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know I know this because I saw on Netflix only before I came to this job. Yeah. And, I was there today. <laughs> and two people were on the. Yes. I would not. Gillian Anderson starred in it as a PSNI officer, and Jamie Dornan was in it as something else. And uh, Alan Cubitt uh-huh. is the writer and creator of the series. Well done. You got, you got a point there, Blue Team. Let's go and check the scores now after round two. Blue Team, seven points. Red Team, six points. Ooh, the gap has narrowed significantly. Blues are still in the lead, but it's now seven points to six. And we've reached round three, the audio round. Okay, so in this round, the team that's in will hear a piece of music. They get a point for identifying it, and both I want both the artist involved and the song title for one point. And then there will be two subsequent questions, both worth a point as well. Wrong answers, though, will, as always, be offered across for potential bonuses. Okay, so I'm going to play the first piece of music, which is for the team's trailing, which is the Reds. And here it comes right now. Okay, Red Team, who is that there? And what's the name of the song, please? It's Fleetwood Mac, but I don't know the name of the song. 
Uh, anyone else? Um, anyone? Anyone? Not on I'm the in, one album I know really well. Yeah, I'm in the same, posi- I'm in the same position. Yeah. F words, fantasy, um, fairies. Well, Fleetwood begins with an F, Elaine. Oh, right. Okay, so the name of the song isn't necessarily an F. Anything, Mark? Is oh, it Rumours? No. Is, that, is that the song Rumours, is it? Okay, give us an answer, please, Red Team. Or your best guess at one. Mark, have you got any... Has Mark got any... Uh, Got to say, Mark? No, no, Fleetwood Mac I got, but the name of the song again is okay. same problem. Go I for think it, Elaine. Song rumors. I just, just came to mind. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Rumors is probably the album you know very well. Is my guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Off we go to a potential bonus. So, Andrew and James, any ideas there? Well, I knew it was Fleetwood Mac in my extraordinarily knowledgeable ways of contemporary music <laughs> contemporary um oh yes i listen to dead people remember so um anyway uh no i have no idea the name of the song how about right, you okay so we're passing it are we andrew i wouldn't have a no okay all right i'll tell you all hold on oh oh, 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 oh do you want to come up with some kind of a name of a song like Something well, do you know any songs by them? I am doing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, uh, We're not going to make any of it. I don't think. You'd be amazed if you got it right, Mar- making it up, James. Um, I'll just tell you, I think it's the question's dead. So it yeah. was uh, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Now, Red Team, you've got two subsequent questions. First one Which member of Fleetwood Mac wrote and sang the lead vocal there on Rhiannon? That's Steve Next. Yes, it was, Elaine, correct. Two females. Good, good. You had a 50-50 on that. Well done. With the return of Christine McVie to the group in 2014, Fleetwood Mac's classic 1970s lineup was restored. That was until 2018, when which member of the group was fired? Was it Pete or something or other? No, I think he died during the week. That could be one of the... Yes, that's why that name is in my head. I don't know their names that well. Um, Oh... Uh, I can think of his surname actually is it Buckingham well is, is that what you're going to play yeah the name of the guy is I can't think of his first name but Buckingham is a surname I'm giving you the point for that that's correct yes. good work that was Lindsay Buckingham mm. yeah, absolutely <laughs> I'd like to dispute that point why would you like to dispute brilliant, that brilliant Mark brilliant the man gave me the correct surname there's no there's no disputation surely fair enough okay <laughs> alright well done we got, we got salvaged the point there at the end well done um, mm-hmm. Or t- two, actually. Well done. Right, across we go to the Blues for their first piece of music. Right, so, uh, no Blue idea. Team, if you know what she was about to say, then you know the song title. Oh. <laughs> so, Andrew, is the, does this mean the band begins no, with F? No, the song begins with F, probably. Oh, right, flip. Yeah, it's not that either, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but, I like the way you were so um, definite on that rule ruling you just made there. Oh, it might be flip. <laughs> anyway, can I have you, Blue Team, who was that and what was the name of the tune? I don't know, even though I vaguely know that song. It's one of the. You know the, the group 
and the tune. Yes, James. I'm afraid you do need both yeah, facts. Yeah, no, Andrew. I've no. I, I haven't. I haven't a notion. That's great. I'm yeah. not okay with it either. Even though that's a yeah. earwormy kind of tune. So we're we're, we're passing. Are we? Andrew? I think we're passing. Okay. Yeah, we're passing it, Johnny. Okay. Across we go to the red team. Uh, who might get a bonus here? What was the name of that track and who was it about? That was Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons uh, and Big Girls Don't Cry. Oh, Elaine. Yes, it was. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And she knew it so thoroughly. She was straight in there. She was just straight in there. No conferring needed. Close in. Right. That was indeed Big Girls Don't Cry by the Four Seasons. He hadn't come out front yeah. yet to be, you know, yeah, yeah. Diana Ross in front of the Supremes or whatever. Okay, so you've got two questions on that, Blue Team. First one. The winner of the Tony Award for the Best Musical in 2006. Which jukebox musical dramatizes the formation, success, and eventual breakup of the Four Seasons? Jersey Boys. Uh, it's a blue team question, Elaine. So you have to keep quiet right now. What you said, Jersey Boys? I thought they were saying Jersey, Jersey Boys. Apparently, is it Jersey yeah, Boys, James? Okay, uh, okay. Rookie mistake. Well, actually, I've done that loads of times too, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another question for the blue team. Another follow-up question for the blue team. Here it is. Now, James and Andrew. Big Girls Don't Cry was covered by um, the musical duo Martha Wash and Isora Armstead in 1985. After beginning their musical career as Two Tons of Fun, the female backup duo for the disco singer Sylvester, they signed for Fantasy Records in 1979 under which new name? Their biggest hit reached number five in Ireland and number two in the UK in 1984. So what were they known as? And the biggest hit was called? If I told you that, you would know their name because it's, oh, it's a very know. famous like, song. The only thing that comes to me, I don't know, is like, Andrew, is like the Pointer Sisters, but I don't know. I guess it's as good as mine. Really? Like, I mean, like, look at I'm this. Okay music and me are not a good, it's not a good forte, you know? <laughs> Well, that's all right. I don't mind that. We're okay. We're okay. Uh, Do you want to go for Pointer Sisters? Pointer Sisters, Jono. He's incorrect. Um, so across we go to the Reds, who might get a bonus here. Uh, do you know the sorry, name? Sorry, John, my connection went, com- went completely there for the question. You couldn't just repeat it? Uh, no problem. No problem at all. Big Girls Don't Cry was covered by the musical duo Martha Wash and Isora Armstead in 1985. After beginning their musical career as Two Tons of Fun, the female backup duo for the disco singer Sylvester, they signed for Fantasy Records in 1979 under which new name? Their biggest hit reached number five in Ireland and number two in the UK in 1984. So what were they known as? Is, do we think this has got to be an F as well? No, no, the F was in the first in the music, so you're, this could be F. Mm, I don't know this one. It wasn't like Bananarama or something, was it? They did training men. Oh, what were their name? Oh, because I'm I'm picturing what two substantially names? sized women here. <laughs> two tons, <laughs> two of, tons fun. of fun. Two tons of fun was their original name. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, who did a training men? That's a really good suggestion. So, um, I think they're the wet the weather girls. It was it's raining men. That's correct. Yes. Good work, Mark. <laughs> you went on Google while he was away. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. I wasn't, I wasn't away that long. Oh, come on, Andrew Newman. Such don't, no allegations like that in here now. Well done. You got the point there. Yeah, the weather girls covered. Big girls don't cry. Uh, over we go to the Reds again for their next music.
gentle night is when I search for the light. Pick up my pen and start to write. I struggle to fight dark forces in the clear moonlight without fear. Okay, so Ed, Elaine, and Mark, what is yeah. that? And who is it by? I think that's Faithless, I Can't Get No Sleep. That's what I think. Was the song called Insomnia? They had another song called Insomnia, but I think the verses are different. Um, I think I think I, I think that sounds to me like the like the beginning of I can't get no sleep. Okay. Okay. So what are we saying here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm starting to doubt myself now. So you... I found it. I definitely. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. Is I can't get no sleep was definitely the song that I was. Okay. All right. So you're saying? Wait. Hold. On, hold. On. <laughs> I think it was faith. Ed, I can't give you enough time to sing the entire song. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to imagine that the words I can't get no sleep appear I, in, the song, in song insomnia but just when I heard it I heard I just thought insomnia that's All the right. song insomnia can you please give me an answer red team what we, oh. when we say faithless insomnia Aye, well done. <laughs> Thank God. I'm, 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 I'd like it. to live in a world where a band have a song called insomnia and a song called I can't get no sleep like <laughs> did you really think they were two different singles <laughs> Oh, they really they love plowing that furrow, man. They love going down exactly. there. Exactly, yeah, they're, they're exploring. They're exploring the theme very deeply. In way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for saving us again, Mark. <laughs> right. Okay. Now I was just thinking I can't get no sleep. Is insomnia? So. It is. Yeah, it's just, it is insomnia. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, two subsequent questions for you. According to the title of a 1998 single by Faithless, which was number 11 in Ireland and number six in the UK, who is a DJ? God. Yes. Yes. God is a DJ. Correct. Uh, Roland Armstrong, a.k.a. Rolo, a founding member of Faithless, has often used his sister Florian on the group's records. As of now, she's been the vocalist on nine of their tracks, including two singles, One Step Too Far in 2002 and Feeling Good in 2010. Under what name is she much better known? Dido, I think. If anybody has a better idea. I think it's Dido. Yeah, that does ring a bell, Faithless, and Dido yeah. does ring a bell. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Work? Yep. Three out of three there for you guys. Although it took a lot of teamwork. <laughs> she got there in the end. Um, yeah. Fl- <laughs> Florian Armstrong is Dido. That's right. Okay. Final piece of music is coming up for Andrew and James. And. Give me a second. I. I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she is waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar. And I know I gave it to you months ago. I know you're trying to forget. Who's that? What are they singing? Or we are young. We are young. I think the name of the song is We Are Young. Yeah, it might be, and it's something like um, the Lumineers. No. I'm not gonna remember this. This was big there a few years ago. But I'm not gonna remember. Nice. I had a great story by the way about Faithless, but something I can't tell it. I can go to... <laughs> um, I don't even think he begins with a. But Farrell Williams comes to mind. No, you know? no. it's him and somebody. Him, no, it's not. It's him and somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna remember. I'm not gonna remember. Not Farrell, Williams. Farrell Williams had nothing to do with this. Song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's somebody and somebody. It's, some, it's like a duet or something, but yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna remember. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Oh, I can't remember the name of the band. 
Well, you're younger than him. It's not like a point even. It's not like you'll have points here. I'm afraid. Something to do with F. I'm gonna go mad. It's some guy that begins with F then. Uh huh. Fun. Yeah, that rings a bell actually. Yeah, that might be what they're called. Wow, where did that come from? Out of nowhere, out of bullet there. You know when he said it. When he said it, I'm like, yeah, that's it. This actually came up at the weekly quiz months ago, and I was like, I gotta look it up again, and I never did. That is correct. We are young by fun. When I hear it, like, yeah, I know what it is. Fully oh, fun featuring Janelle Monet, but with fun is all I'm looking for here. So you got a point for that. Well, well done. Time I... Now, we have two subsequent questions for you on We Are Young by Fun. Firstly, which TV series following students at the fictional William McKinley High School that aired between 2009 and 2015 is credited with bringing this song to prominence? The version recorded by the cast in the episode entitled Hang On to 16 itself reached number 12 on the US Billboard Hot 100 charts. What TV series? I really should not know this. I really shouldn't know this. Yeah. Hold on. What year did you say? 09 to 15. I know what it is. Go on. I didn't even watch the program. It's Glee, isn't it, John? Glee. Glee. It is Glee. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I never even watched it. (laughs) Final question. Since recording this song, uh, the singer featured in it, Janelle Monae, has become a successful actress. In 2016, she had prominent roles in two films, both of which were shortlisted for the Academy Award for Best Picture. And I'll ask you to name either of those, please. Wasn't she, she was the singer of Frozen. Hang on. Just she was Frozen. I think Frozen. Frozen. Frozen, I think Frozen 1. She's not the main. The main person in that is Idina Menzel. Okay, I'm I mean, that name doesn't Fair really enough. Matter. I think Andrew went a bit John Travolta there with the Dina Menzel's name. I'm just trying to inquire what's out around then. You've done right. I've gone to the cinema a lot around then. I'll just see, see for a sec. I don't really mind going for that because... No, it's not it. She is annoying. No, no, no. Idina Menzel is the main person in it. You're right, yeah. She could be in it, though. Oh, no, no, no. Not, no? Are you sure she's not in it? Oh, she's... I don't know that either. I'm just throwing names out here. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Quite a famous woman in her own right. Janelle Monet. Oh, you know what it could be? Um, if I get the name of this right, though, is, is the question. What was that movie a few years ago? Andrew, Le Vion Rose or something. The one about the Ikaya. Do you know that movie? What was that? No. No. I might not have the right Friends. name of it. I'm going to have to push you guys. I mean, I feel like we're here a half an hour now on this one question. So yeah, we're not. We're not going to get this job. <laughs> Will we go? What we go for? Le'Veon Rose or Frozen? No, I don't care. Go on, yeah, just say a word. Le'Veon Rose. Okay, Le'Veon Rose. <laughs> that was no, not that one. No, no. The Marianne Cotier. Right over we go to the red. I actually think I know the two of them. <laughs> oh, Showboat Time by Merrick Lynch. Let's hear it. <laughs> I know one of them. Yeah, Moonlight is one. And I think the other one, that's what we'll take is the answer. And then I think Hidden Figures is the other one. Hidden Figures, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Both of them are right. Well done. She was in Moonlight. She played Teresa. And she was in Hidden Figures. She played Mary Jackson. Okay, well done. Let's go to Clancy for the scores at the end of the round. And then we're going to take our ad break. Clancy, how does this stand now? Blue team, 10 points. Red team, 14 points. Oh, the red team have put, put the boot down. And they're moving on ahead there now. 14 points to 10. We're going to take our uh, ad break, folks, and we'll be back in about two minutes' time. Please do not go away.
This is After the Fact on Claremont Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host. Thank you for joining me this week, along with my five quizzers that we have in the room tonight, who are taking on questions to do loosely with the letter F. After three rounds, the red team, that's Ed Coulson, Elaine Dobbin and Mark Lynch, are on 14 points. Four ahead of the blue team, which is tonight missing a player. It's on. It's just two people, Andrew Newman and James Conroy. We've reached the fourth and final round. This is our 20 questions. In this round, I will ask the team that's in a question. If they get it right, they get a point. Simple as that. But they also get the next question. This can continue until they have at most five in a row answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for the achievement. A wrong answer at any stage, we'll see the other side get the next question, but also have a chance of a bonus on the one that was missed. Right, starting with the team that's trailing, that's the Blues. Andrew and James, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Question one for you. Which television sitcom, created by David Crane and Martha Kaufman, originally aired from 1994 to 2004, was originally developed under the title Insomnia Cafe? Friends. Next. Correct. Question two. FTSE 100, informally known as the FTSE, is a share mm-hmm. index of 100 companies listed on the London Stock Exchange with the highest market capitalization. The index originated as a joint venture between the London Stock Exchange and which international daily newspaper? International daily newspaper. Well, okay. Wouldn't be the New York Times. Wall it Street be? Journal, probably. Go for that if you like. Wall Street Journal? Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay, across <gasps> we go. Reds, you're in, but you get the bonus. Financial on this. Times. <laughs> financial Times. The Financial yeah. Times is, financial is the times. name. Oh, well done, guys. It's correct. Yes. Oh, I wasn't really listening. <laughs> Why weren't you really listening? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> All right, Red Team, you're in. And here is your next question. Incorporated in June 1903 by its famous founder, which American multinational automaker has its main headquarters in Dearborn, Michigan? Ford, I Ford. Ford yeah. is correct. I think they're about the biggest thing in Dearborn, Michigan. Next question. Originally launched in Vancouver in 2004, which image and video sharing platform was owned by Yahoo between 2005 and 2017? In 2018, it was bought by another image and video hosting site, SmugMug. What is the name of the site I'm looking for? Flickr. Flickr is correct. Next question. Which boundary-pushing electronic music group was founded in 1988 by Gary Cobain and Brian Dugans, who had first met in the mid-1980s while studying electronics at the University of Manchester? Their most noted works are the seminal albums Life Forms, 1994, and Dead Cities, 1996. Uh, oh. Um, oh, I know this. <laughs> Oh, I got it. Future Sound of London. Yes, you do. That is correct. Or also known as FSOL to their fans, but they are the Future Sound of London. For five in a row, in July 2020, after a 25-year hiatus, cartoonist Gary Larson began drawing new strips in which surrealist comic series? Published originally between December 1979 and January 1995, at the height of its popularity, it was carried by more than 1,900 daily newspapers and translated into 17 languages. What was it called? Farside. He's doing it again. Yeah, that's right. He's back. Okay, well done. That's five in a row and you get two points for that question. So, cross we go. Blues, you're back in. We're well behind now, so let's go. <laughs> All right. So, firstly, 
which animated TV series created by Matt Groening follows the adventures of the slacker Philip J. Fry, mm. who was cryogenically preserved for a thousand years and revived in the 31st century? Uh, Futurama. Futurama is correct. The most severe nuclear accident since the 1986 Chernobyl disaster was started by the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami in March 2011. A 14 metre high tsunami swept over a nuclear power plant seawall and ultimately led to three nuclear meltdowns, three hydrogen explosions and the release of radioactive contamination. This nuclear plant is located in which prefecture of Japan, located on the country's eastern coast? Oh, I thought the city might have been Fukaka, but I'm not sure. Do you know this answer? It's something like that. Oh. We've tried that. I think it might be that. But I'm not sure if it's a prefecture. I thought that was a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, so, uh, sorry, what, what what are you playing there? Fukaka. Fukaka. Fukuoka. We need a real pronunciation here. Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's a pronunciation there. Um, but it's not the right um, one. Fukushima. Fukushima is what I was looking oh, for. Oh, well done. No, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was near enough it in my brain, but it wasn't coming together. Okay, Fukushima is correct. Right. Reds, you're back in. Oh, this is a, a throwback to a previous question in its own way. Linguistic. Oh, and we have... Someone here who might know this easily. Linguistically cognate to fjord, which word in Scots and English is used to denote various coastal waters in Scotland, particularly on the east coast or in the southwest of the country? Firth. A firth. I think they'll defer to you on that one. Uh, Ed, that's correct. In June 2020, Apple TV announced a 2021 premiere date for a TV adaptation of which book series? Initially published as a trilogy between 1951 and 1953 by the author Isaac Asimov. Whose question is this? Red question. Red team. Red team. Sorry, yeah. Foundation. Uh, Foundation, Elaine. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Actually, looks very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never heard of it until saw the trailer. I'm sorry. Okay, I should know these things. Never heard. John, be disgusted. I don't care. (laughs) Still, the Reds are in. In a 2017 census, the city of Suva had a population of 93,970. Located on the southeast coast of the island of Viti Levu, it is the capital and largest city in which nation? Fiji? Wait, could you repeat that again? Fiji? Fiji, I want to get. Two teammates are saying Fiji, Mark, so we'll... I, yeah. <laughs> they got it right. I, I sense there's some time pressure. <laughs> oh, let me see. One, two, two, now. Three. Another chance of five in a row here. Here it is. The greatest parody that never happened is a 2019 American documentary film about convicted fraudster Billy McFarland and which failed festival scheduled to take place in 2017 on the Bahamanian island of Great Exuma. Fire festival. Fire festival, correct. And good for two points. Woo! Okay. All right, so back over we go to uh, James and Andrew. James and Andrew, here's your next question. Which group of Germanic peoples whose name was first mentioned in the 3rd century by Roman sources, through expansion and conquest, controlled the majority of Western Europe by the end of the 8th century, ultimately developing into the Carolingian Empire. Ah, darn it. It's one of two. Save them, save them, save them. Yeah, it's either the Franks or the Lombards, Andrew. I don't know which. It has to be the Franks, surely. It's the Franks or the Lombards, I think. Which one are you going to pick, Andrew? Go Franks, John. Franks. Yeah. Is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. On our F night, it is the Franks. Right. Next question for you, Andrew and James. 
in the Thon Bokulnia of Irish mythology, which warrior of Connacht finds himself on opposite sides to his best friend and foster brother, Cúhullin. Being equals, their fight lasts for three days before Cúhullin uses the gay bulg, a barbed spear which only he can use, to deliver the fatal blow. Remember, it's what if, if, we're doing if here, if, Finn McCool. Well, okay. I, I don't feel as convinced. Well, <laughs> Finn McCool is incorrect. Oh, no. So across we go. Uh, red team, you could get a bonus on, on that one. Come on, you clever people over there. Ferdia. Ferdia. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Ferdia is correct. Nice name, though. Ferdia. Yeah. Yeah. James said Satanta, who was, of course, Moscow Cullen was Satanta. All right, Ferdia. Never, never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy of my time. Red team. Red team, your question. I'm struggling to keep everyone in control here. Right, Matt's question. Get out your pens. Here we go. If F subscript zero is zero and F subscript one is one, what is the entry for F subscript 10 in the Fibonacci sequence of numbers? How long have we got? Well, you've got to get to F10 and Fibonacci. Um, There's a thousand and... So, is the Fibonacci one that doubles every time? I think is so. It, I think it's a spiral, yeah. Isn't it the previous... No, it's the previous two, so it's like adding... So, like, if, ah. if 0 is 0 and F1 is 1, it's 0 plus 1, so F2 would be 1. And yeah. it's just adding it up. So, I'm just nearly... I'm nearly there. <laughs> I'm quite proud. I of it. think it is 34. He's going for 34. <laughs> Fred Nash. Cross we go. James and Andrew. Why don't you give us something normal like a <laughs> Well, you're getting, yeah, the next, you're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus on this one. If you F sub. Just go for 35 or 3 or 6 or something, Andrew. I have no clue. Who does this kind of maths anyway? No. Can I get an answer off you, please? Which are we going for? He said 34, so let's just get yeah. close to that. 33, 5, or 6. What do you want to go three. for? I don't know. Go three is then for the front of it. 30, okay. 33. That is incorrect. Uh, Marcus Anuki, he gave me F9, which is 34, and F10 uh, is 34 plus 21, which is 55. I uh, counted zero. That's where I went wrong. Uh, I went 10 after. Uh, all right, don't worry about it. Uh, you still have a comfortable Good lead. Good effort, Mark. Good effort. <laughs> He's very close. Right. Andrew and James, you're in. Hey. The name of which political movement of the 20th century derived from, derived from a Latin term meaning a bundle of sticks? This is often depicted as a bundle of rods tied around an axe, an ancient Roman symbol of the authority of a civic magistrate. Yeah, I think that's fascism, Andrew. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. That's correct, it is fascism. The bundle of six were called... The University of Chicago in about 10 a few seconds earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question for you guys. Three czars of Russia, a Russian footballer who was fined by his club Celta Vigo for breaking coronavirus restrictions in April, and the author of Crime and Punishment, all share what name? So that's like... Um, is it Fyodor, is it, Andrew? It must, it must be. A... Oh, there isn't... Like, it, it isn't a Fyodor... Dostoevsky, isn't that his name? Yeah, but remember, these are. Did you just mention Romanov? Um, people, Hang on. You know? I didn't. I said. Stars. Right, oh, don't go yeah. tell me about footballer. 
You're right. First. You must be fighter, yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. Is it though? Because is that is that who wrote Crime and Punishment? It's not Brothers Karamazov. Oh, hold on, Crime and Punishment. Yeah. All right, come on, guys, give us an answer. <laughs> no, we have to give an answer. No, no, because Brothers Karamazov or Fighter got the answer. So we'll just go Fighter. Right? Yeah, we'll just do that, John. Go on. Fyodor, Fyodor, as I, I would say it, it's uh, the I Russian remember, equivalent yeah. of Fyodor. Yeah. I think it's much. It's much how do you say that? You've got a, a, your mic to Fyodor, Fyodor, Fyodor. 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 Oh, there you go. Thank you. Okay. That's a mixture of Scottish and Russian. <laughs> We've got three questions left, and the blues are still in. So, James and Andrew, what is the oh. name for the discipline of biology devoted to the study of fungi? Members of the group of eukaryotic organisms that include microorganisms such as yeasts, mold, and mushrooms. What's the name for the study of fungi? Because they have yeah. no idea. I, you know? I, 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 mycology, perhaps? What? Mycology is correct, my James. Well done. Yeah. Which religious movement, founded by its leader Li Hongzhi in China in the early 1990s, initially enjoyed support from the Chinese, of Chinese officialdom before the state grew to see it as a potential threat due to its size? In October 1999, China declared it a heretical organisation that threatened social stability and started a nationwide crackdown on its members. Am I making a mess of this feng shui? Feng shun something anyway. Hey. Feng shui. Well, I don't know this. This would be a good area of mine. Okay. Whoa. I think it's it's not really That's somebody else, isn't it? So. I might have said the answer. <laughs> well, if you, you, you give your answer, Andrew. Sorry, Feng Shui, yeah, John. Feng Shui. <laughs> That's about organizing oh, rooms to be positive. I know it is now. <laughs> okay, cross we go. Red team. Potential bonus on that one. Do you know the name of that Chinese religious movement? Falun Gong. Yeah, the Falun Gong. Oh, okay. Okay, and we got one question <laughs> left in the set. And the reds are in, so they have it. The term and technology are used in computing, signal processing, telecommunications, and broadcasting. Which method uses the encoding of information in a carrier wave by varying the instantaneous frequency of the wave? Edwin Armstrong, 1890-1954, an American electrical engineer, is credited with its invention. He patented the regenerative circuit in 1914, the superheterodyne receiver in 1918, and the super regenerative circuit in 1922. I enjoyed writing that question, um, I'll tell you. This is for us, right? I'm just checking before I speak. Yes, I, it I, is I, for I, you, Ed. It's for the red. This is for yeah, it is for you. I think I it is. Isn't that FM? FM. Yeah. FM. It is indeed. Yeah, modulating frequency. Like you talked about modulating the frequency and you said it's frequency modulation. Yes. The bell. Correct. You got the bell. FM is the right answer. Well done. Frequency modulation or FM? And that concludes our quiz. So let's go and see how the scores stand. Blue team 16 points. Red team 29 points. So the, the numerical superiority of the bird team definitely uh, counted at the end, I think. Uh, congratulations to Ed. Yeah, so much for four points at the beginning. <laughs> and Mark. And hard luck to Andrew and James. But a valiant, valiant effort there. And yeah, oh, you did. Excellent. You'll always have round one. I mean, you'll always have the memory of how well uh, we did that. Yeah, we're feeling so good in that round. <laughs> all right. Well, I thank you for playing. All the same for coming along, taking part, and uh, we'll hope to have you back again before the end of the series, everyone. So, 
thank you for taking part. Now, I'll say thank you to our listeners at home for listening. And uh, feel free to stay around if you're listening to us on a digital platform at least. And listen to the podcast extras, which will be coming up after the theme tune. Other than that, I'll say goodbye, good luck, and join us again next week for another quiz. So goodbye for me and goodbye for everyone here. Good luck. Podcast Extras. Hello, Elaine. I'm not muted. Can oh, you hear me? It's getting there. It's getting there. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you, but honestly, it sounds like you are about six feet away from the laptop rather than, as I could see, like, heard, quite close. I've to heard it. this before. I've heard this effect before. It, my, my dad's new laptop did this the other day. It's really strange. Did you have a solution for it at the time? Is that is it is is an HP laptop? No, it's a Lenovo. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I don't. Then I don't have a solution. Ed's Ed's Ed was about to be a hero there until until yeah yeah the rugged pose. Don't I plugged in on the iPad? If you want to let me into the meeting? Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. Apologies. There you go. I've added you in now. Okay, let's try this one. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, definitely kill the other one though because it's causing a feedback. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded lovely, 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 lovely. <laughs> Ed, your laugh is just going into. <laughs> I'm trying to. I was trying to harmonise with myself there. <laughs> okay. Well, best of luck tonight, Ed. How's your quiz knowledge? Uh, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to, <laughs> look, I'm not going to say, look, look, listen, we've just, I've just, I've just been very unfair on myself about my, uh, work at Clemore's Community Radio, so I'm not going to do the same thing about my quizzing abilities. Let's just see how it goes, okay? So you're just going to say nothing? Okay, well, let's, let's go. Yeah, we're going to say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> All right. Oh, Clancy's turning the air There's blue. no sound in there, John. Yeah. I couldn't hear the intro music. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you for pointing no, out to me. It's too modest to say it. No, okay. How's how's that now? Nope. Well, I am, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go Clancy again. Good day, everyone. For F's sake, I hope this is a good quiz. Blues and James, this is going to be your question, okay? I'm a debutant. You didn't give me that accolade. I am sorry, James, but um, I will... I will add it in uh, in the post, oh, so don't you, worry. <laughs> no. You got a five-letter word, didn't you? I didn't say anything about the length of the word, James. You've Ooh, imagined that. Sorry. Oh, can you? But they are they all are five-letter words, so that would be pointless clue because they all mm-hmm. are. Of course, he is a debutante, James. He is a debutante. We need to tell everyone. I've been at this eight years and I still crap it. Yeah. Can you, Andrew, are you able to kind of explain how this works a bit better for me? Okay. Right. Okay. The, the, well, John is the question man, but I'll try. And yeah. he'll, he'll do better for me, of course. <laughs> but it is about connections and it is about the letter that we're dealing with. Today. So I got that, yeah. So obviously the answer would be concerning the letter F and the, and the questions are really random. And then all of a sudden when you get to, to the number one point, 
You go, oh yeah, of course it is. And normally what happens. So, <laughs> these two are all kind of connected. What I uh-huh. It's like a really bad version of a uh, Connect program, BBC. Really bad version? Well, I've, yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, getting yeah. some very hard marking from here on yeah, out. Yeah, if that's really the way we're going to be. I think Mark is still muted. Oh, feel free to unmute yourself, Mark. Uh, just because I muted you, I, I, it's not like a, an admin power. I, I can't keep you muted. Right, he's in now. We've we've lost Mark briefly. Uh, we might just want to yeah. we'll wait a second until he comes back. Oh, he's oh, back. He he's back. He can hear you though. He's on mute. He's on mute. Oh. Hello. Yeah, you're back, Mark. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. You're having terrible technicals, yeah, yeah. James, you're going to go completely dark if you don't turn the light over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fading away on us. <laughs> yeah, am I allowed to tell my story in a minute about, about Faithless? Uh, in the ad break, you After can tell you us all your Faithless oh, anecdote. Right. Okay, no right. problem. Okay, so uh, we're on a bit of a break. People, I see people have already left. <laughs> Yeah, fact, just you and me, Andrew, and I don't know about Mark. Mark might be there. Mark, Mark might be gone. I'm not sure. Well, I'm there. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. This combobulated voice is still there. <laughs> I'm sure I told you this story, John. This is your fatal story. Let's go. Let's year, go. Yeah, yeah. Year 2000, I had a brief career as a DJ in Castle Bear. Right. And I opened the set one night with God's DJ. Yes. And flashing lights and everything controlled by me and doing the beats to the music as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, very clever. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I heard insomnia there, I was going, oh, back in the day, is, I was the DJ. Is this your anecdote or is this leading into your anecdote? No, that's what we're done now. That, that's, that's your anecdote. Right. You played it once as a DJ. You played God as a DJ. I played, excuse me. I did, did it a few times. Did anyone ask you to play Panic by the Smiths? No, no, what's that? Well, the chorus is hang the DJ, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. Now we're just having our ad break chat, James. And is Mark here? Yeah, I'm here. Mark never left. Mark was here. Mark got to hear your anecdote, Andrew. He was one of the fortunate three that got to hear your anecdote. I didn't care, obviously, about it. I can't believe I missed it. When you hear it back at the podcast extras at the week, you'll go, oh my wait, God. Wait, 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 wait. I insist, insist Andrew tells me right now. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Well, I'll listen to the podcast. 20 years ago. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no, fine. no, no. He got a bit I'm Grandpa really... Simpson on the whole thing. And oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Okay. If F0 is zero and F1 is one, these are subscripts, by the way. I'll start again. I'll start the countdown music when I'm putting this in the edit. <laughs> my my grandmother uh, was a Russian to English translator, oh. and she translated Crime and Punishment into English for uh, back in the fifties. Wow, okay. that's pretty impressive. Wow, Original manuscript of it in English? No. Oh, that's pretty. No, he was a Russian author. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a cool fact. Well done. But uh, Ed, I assure you, that is way better than Andrew's faithless anecdote. That is that is different level. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew and uh, James for 
the fact that you went in there short-handed, like um, fine. I'm pro. <laughs> pro with this gym. That you are. <laughs> I'm a pro, man. Yeah, well, you by the microphone <laughs> and the sound effects. Oh, this. That one. I should have done that for you, Beckers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That was a great yeah. quiz, John. Thanks a million. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, well done. Some great answers in there. By the way, uh, um, um, Ed Ed Coulson. So, is your grandmother was she Russian or did she just understand Russian really well? She she self taught herself Russian to in order to do translations. Um, and she had a, she had a, her best friend was a Russian uh, okay. emigre, and so I think she had a bit, fair bit of help from her. Um, and she was also she was also a lexicographer for Oxford Dictionaries, so she produced a couple of dictionaries as well. What yeah, was her name? Russian is a crazy Jessie. name. Jessie Jesse Coulson. Jessie Coulson. Wow. Great legacy. Yeah, she sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, you ever, if you ever pick up a... There's this lovely... My favourite thing that she was involved in was the Oxford Illustrated Dictionary, which is a, a beautiful dictionary um, which has these lovely line drawings. It's almost like a kind of... Like an encyclopedia. Um, mm. But it has these lovely line drawings of to illustrate like terminology. So it might have all of the different types of column designs or window shapes that you might see in churches and tell you what like the different parts would be called or yeah. the different parts of a of some kind of mechanical object or all these kind of cool Ooh, line drawings. That is cool. So it's a really lovely dictionary. Yeah, she was cool. involved in that. 